Hello, this is Pastor John, just reading the Word. Father, I thank you every day for your Word. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us direction and guidance with your Word. I ask you, Lord, that we would be made aware by your Holy Spirit to find the application of the Word in our lives that we might bring you glory and share the gospel to those we come in contact with. Father, I thank you again in Jesus' name. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. I am so glad that you always keep me in your thoughts and that you are following the teachings I passed on to you. But there is one thing I want you to know. The head of every man is Christ, and the head of women is man, and the, head, and the head of Christ is God. A man dishonors his head if he covers his head while praying or prophesying. But a woman dishonors her head if she prays or prophesies without a covering on her head, for this is the same as shaving her head. Yes, if she refuses to wear a head covering, she should shave all her hair off. But since it is shameful for a woman to have her hair cut and her head shaved, she should wear a covering. And a man should not wear anything on his head when worshiping, for a man is made in God's image and reflects God's glory, and woman reflects man's glory. For the first man didn't come from woman, but the first woman came from man. And man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man. For this reason, and because the angels are watching, a woman, a woman should wear a covering on her head to show she is under authority. But among the Lord's people, women are not, are not independent of men, and men are not independent of women. For although the first woman came from man, every other man was born from a woman, and everything comes from God. Judge for yourselves. Is it right for a woman to pray to God in public without covering her head? Isn't it obvious that it's a disgrace for a man to have long hair? And isn't long hair a woman's pride and joy? For it has been given to her as a covering but if anyone wants to argue about this, I simply say that we have no other custom than this, and neither do God's other churches. I find this entire passage, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 1 through 16, very interesting. I find that it applied in that culture, in that day and age. There's a lot of truth. In fact, it's all true. But I think we have to understand what Paul is writing as instructions for public worship. was a social norm over 2,000 years ago. 
1 Corinthians 11:17. But the following instructions I cannot but in the following instructions I cannot praise you for it sounds as if more harm than good is done when you meet together. First, I hear that there are divisions among you when you meet as a church. And to some extent, I believe it. But of course, there must be divisions among you so that you who have God's approval will be recognized. When you meet together, you are not really interested in the Lord's Supper. For some of you hurry to eat your own meal without sharing with others. As a result, some go hungry while others get drunk. What? Don't you have your own homes for eating and drinking? Or do you really want to disgrace God's church and shame the poor? What am I supposed to say? Do you want me to praise you? Well, I certainly will not praise you for this. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God. Then he broke it into pieces and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way he took the cup of wine after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So anyone who eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. That is why you should examine yourself before eating the bread and drinking the cup. For if you eat the bread or drink the cup without honoring the body of Christ, you are eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. That is why many of you are weak and sick and some have died. But if you would examine yourself, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet when we are judged by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. So my dear brothers and sisters, when you gather for the Lord's Supper, Wait for one another. If you are really hungry, eat at home so you won't bring judgment upon yourselves when you meet together. I'll give you instructions about the other matters after I arrive. Interesting chapter. Prayer. Study. Research. Is how one comes to understand where Paul was taking us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Father, I thank you again for this wonderful day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth of your word. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you will give us clarification and understanding. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.